Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, and welcome back to another episode. So for the past several weeks, the supernatural topics that we've been talking about are spiritual gifts. And I just felt really strongly like today I needed to recap all the different spiritual gifts and maybe clarify and solidify some things for you guys. So every person has spiritual gifts. We all have different spiritual gifts and therefore different purposes. And each person has a spiritual giftings mix. So not everybody has the same types of spiritual gifts and in the same um, degrees of strength. So some people have, um, you know, two or three gifts that are really predominant or maybe one gift that's really predominant and then some other ones that are more secondary giftings. But every person has a unique set of spiritual gifts and they're for different purposes. And that's because God created works in advance for us to do and to accomplish while we are here on this earth. And so because we have different purposes and everybody's got a different purpose, we have to have different gifts to get those accomplished. So we talked in prior episodes about the charismatic gifts from 1 Corinthians 12. And those are gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. And they are, I'm just going to kind of recap those here and just give a brief reminder of what those were. And if you guys want more detailed information on the different spiritual gifts, you can go back and watch prior episodes or listen to prior episodes wherever you're listening from. And I've got different episodes for, for these different gifts. But the first one, the first gift from the Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12 is word of knowledge. And that is where you are given a fact about someone or something that you didn't know on your own. It's information that comes from the Holy Spirit. And it's a fact. Then there are words of wisdom. And that is where you're actually given a solution. You're given a direction to go or an action to take. It's um, it's an action type of thing versus word of knowledge is you're given a fact, word of wisdom, you're given a solution to something. There's the gift of discerning of spirits, and that is the ability to know if a spirit that is operating is demonic in nature, if it's the Lord, or if it's just a human person and their spirit and them acting out of their own flesh or speaking out of their own flesh. And then this gift will also help you, it'll be able to help you see the motivations behind words and actions of people. You'll be able to discern and pick up and tell what the the motivations are. And you can often um, see and know which demonic spirits are operating. If it's a demonic spirit that's operating, um, lets you see what's hidden behind the surface. And you're often given a strategy for dealing with those spirits when you have that gift. Then we have the gift of prophecy. Again, these are all from 1 Corinthians 12. And the gift of prophecy is basically you hear and relay what you hear God saying. And it can operate different ways. It can be a foretelling or a predicting of the future. It many times is used to edify, encourage, and exhort other people in the body. It can also be used to bring warnings. And it can also be used to bring correction to people. But again, we talked about with this, if you're going to bring correction, you should have a relationship with the person that you're bringing the correction to. Okay, then we have the gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is a supernatural ability to speak a language that you never learned. And again, with this gift, it can be used for many different purposes. So it can be used for intercession for you to pray to God. And because it's the Holy Spirit that is enabling you to speak that language, it's a language, it's the perfect prayer that goes to the Father 
for the situation. That's the Holy Spirit in you praying the perfect prayer back to God the Father. And the gift of tongues can be used for praising God. It can be used to minister to other people. I've heard a lot of different stories of missionaries um, going to foreign countries to minister to people. They didn't know the native language. There was an interpreter pre present. But for the time that they were there ministering, um, they were able to hear what was being said and understand it. And they were also able to speak sometimes the language, the native language back to the people so they could understand it. So I've heard it, it working both ways, but it can be used for that purpose for ministering to people. It can be used to relay a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, or a prophetic word to another person or the church body. It can be used to edify and build yourself up. The gift of tongues is one that is can be used for personal use. So when you pray in tongues, you're actually building yourself up. And I have experienced deliverance from different things while praying in tongues. And again, it's the Holy Spirit praying the perfect prayer, whatever it is that your need is. The Holy Spirit knows your need. And so it's the Holy Spirit praying the perfect prayer to the Father. God goes to work. He, you know, he starts moving on your behalf. He can send angels to do what needs to be done. Then we have the gift of interpretation of tongues. So that is where you're given the supernatural ability to understand or interpret a language that you never learned on your own and that you, you don't personally know. And again, that was used um, in missionary trips for when people didn't know the language, they could hear other people speaking so they could minister to them. We have the gift of faith. That's when there's a supernatural faith for a situation. It's a greater level of faith than we would have on our own. It oftentimes will feel like there is no way that that thing that you're believing for will not happen. It's an assurity. You just have this, this such a high level of faith that there's like no possibility in your mind that it's not going to happen. Um, it's, a, it's a feeling of confidence that God will act for that situation. Then we have gifts of healing. So that's a supernatural ability to bring healing to a person in a different area. And there's many different types of gifts of healing. Some people might um, might have a lot of success with dealing with like respiratory issues or cancers or reproductive issues. So there are different gifts of healings for different specific areas and needs. Then there's the gift of working of miracles. Gift of working of miracles is basically when something defies our natural laws. So gifts of miracles um, can involve an instant or supernatural healing versus a gradual healing. Um, many times though, they are creative in nature. So this would be when, again, it defies the laws of nature. So you might see like steel rods disappear from somebody's back when you're praying for them. Um, a person with a glass eye might have a, a brand new eyeball grow in and appear. Um, when a short leg, when one leg is shorter than another leg and the short leg grows out, that defies our natural laws. That's not something natural that happens to humans. So some examples of gift of working of miracles, when Jesus supernaturally multiplied food, you know, he had just a little bit of food and fed 5,000 people. When Jesus turned water into wine, when Jesus walked on the water, that defies our natural laws. People can't normally walk on water. Um, we have instances of um, an axe head that sunk in the water and it, it was able to float when Elisha got involved with 2 Kings 6, when he threw a piece of wood into the water, when Elijah was able to outrun chariots on foot. 
the power of the Lord came on him to do that in 1 Kings 18.46. We've got instances of teleportation in the Bible. So all of those different things that defy the natural laws, those are workings of miracles. Um, I'll, going along with this, I'm going to throw in raising the dead, even though that's not specifically mentioned. But a lot of people believe that to be able to raise the dead, it requires the gifts of faith, a gift of healing, and the gift of working of miracles all working simultaneously. But each of those gifts that we covered so far, those charismatic gifts from 1 Corinthians 12, they can operate in each and every born-again believer because they have the Holy Spirit living in them. And he is the one who provides all of those gifts that we just covered. And they're given as the Holy Spirit wills. So we also talked in prior episodes about motivational gifts. And those were the gifts from Romans 12, verses 4 through 8. And some other places we covered a few other um, gifts from a couple other places in the Bible, including 1 Peter 4, verses 9 through 11. So these are the motivational gifts we're going to sum up now. So we have the gift of administration, which is it's the ability to organize multiple tasks and groups of people to accomplish the task. They are take charge people who jump in. They'll be the ones who start giving order, orders and delegating assignments. So they'll put a plan in motion and they'll start delegating responsibility to get that plan done. We have the gift of leadership, which is the ability to rule or govern over people. Um, that can work in, um, in church, in work, in government, in different places. It's very similar to that gift of administration, but this one emphasizes more care on people. So you are, are looking out and providing more care for the individuals that are under your leadership. And this is really kind of what connects the um the, the pastor or the shepherding, a lot of times the pastors or the shepherds will have this gift. And that's what differentiates differentiates it from the gift of administration because it's more people-oriented than task-oriented in its application. Okay, then we have the gift of serving. And the gift of serving is when people enjoy and they are called to filling in gaps and doing practical tasks where needed. We have the gift of helps that is similar, very similar to the gift of serving, but it's helping doing works that will contribute to helping somebody else do God's work, doing ministry. It's a supportive role for the accomplishment of tasks in Christian ministry. And those people tend to work behind the scenes and, and get things done to help the person in charge get done what they are called to do. Okay, then we have the gift of intercession. That's when people um, are gifted, they are anointed, they are graced to stand in the gap in prayer for someone, something, some place, and believing for profound results. And they usually do get those results because when you're given the gift of intercession, it's powerful and it, it brings results with it when you when you pray when you're when you have the gift of intercession. So these people are able to pray with confidence and power to intervene on behalf of, of someone else. We have the gift of mercy, and that is where you have the ability to feel empathy and to care for those who are hurting in different ways. And um, the basic motivational drive is to sense and respond to emotional and spiritual needs of others. And they are really able to sense hurt in people and respond to it with love and understanding, empathy, compassion. Okay, then we have the gift of teaching, and that is the ability 
to study and learn from scriptures, primarily to bring understanding and depth to other Christians. We have the gift of exhortation and encouragement. That is where you have the ability to strengthen, comfort, or urge others to action through the written or spoken word and biblical truths. So you're able to encourage and lift people up when they're feeling down. We have the gift of giving, which is where people, um, again, are graced with, and they have this, this joy that comes from giving, contributing their material resources, including money, to the work of the Lord. We have hospitality, the gift of hospitality. These people are able to create warm and welcoming environments for others and places, such as your home, your office, your church. These people usually work as ushers and greeters when they're in a church. We have the gift of evangelism. And that is when you are given a supernatural ability to help non-Christians take the necessary steps to becoming born-again Christians, born-again believers. They are able to reach the lost with the gospel. They effectively communicate that gospel of Jesus Christ to others. They're burdened in their hearts for the lost, and they will go out of their way to share truth with them and encourage them to accept Jesus. And then... There's the gift of craftsmanship that I wanted to include also, and this comes from Exodus 31, verses 1 through 11. It's an ability to plan, build, and work with your hands in construction environments. So again, that's from Exodus 31, verses 1 through 11, and it talks with how God anointed people, graced people, gave them skills to be able to do things like make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood with woodwork, and to engage in different kinds of crafts, um, to make all the different things for the tent that they made, the, the Ark of the Covenant, all those different things. There was a supernatural skill and a talent that came with them for that. So again, each person is given a unique set of spiritual gifts. And usually they'll have one, maybe to, maybe up to three really dominant ones. And they'll have some other lesser gifts that work along in conjunction, but it's a very unique gifting that each person has. So those are all gifts. Um, we also have the gifts that are given by Jesus. Now the gifts that are given by Jesus, this comes from Ephesians, verses, um, Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. So Christ himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of saints, for the work of ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So these are the gifts that come from Jesus. So we talked about 1 Corinthians 12. Those were gifts that came from the Holy Spirit. These gifts from Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 12, they are actually the person who is called to the office of prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Gifts from Jesus. It's the person themselves that's called to the office of the fivefold ministry. So if you're called to an office, so one of these five offices, if you're called to an office, you are born into that office. You are developed by God and you are put into that position at the proper time. You are usually called to full-time ministry in a church or a ministry. You can have one of the different gifts that coincide with these offices, but not be called to the office. So we covered like the gift of prophecy. You can have the gift of prophecy and not be called to the office of prophet. You can have the gift of teaching and not be called to the office of teacher. You can have the gift of evangelism, but not be called to the office of evangelist. So 
Um, let's see here. So how will you know if you're called to an office? That is something that God will tell you. He will make it plain to you. Someone will generally confirm that to you or God can confirm it supernaturally, but God will let you know if you are called to an office. Um, again, you're usually called to full-time ministry in a governmental role in the church with a higher level of authority. These people are anointed and graced to do what they are called to. So we have the office of apostle. These are the sent ones. They go out to spread the good news and start up new churches and establish new ministries. So they are the builders. They're the sent ones. They go out and they are the builders. They establish, build, and develop the church, new churches and new ministries. Sometimes they will stay on for a while or for a long time. Um, they can stay in kind of an overseeing position and oversee several different churches or ministries. And um, so sometimes they'll stay on for a while, but oftentimes they will hand off the reins to somebody else once it's established. Then we here have the office of prophet. These are people who hear and release what God is saying. They help the church body discern the times and seasons that you're in. They can provide direction to the church body. They can give warnings and protect. They can act as watchmen and see um, what God is doing and what the enemy is doing and give different strategies. They can encourage and exhort, but they can also bring correction and then they can also um, foretell with prophecy and, and kind of predict, hey, this is what God is saying is going to happen next. Then we have the gift of evangelist. And evangelists, they are the bringers of good news. They bring in the people. They are the fishers of men. They persuade people that they need Jesus and they bring people to salvation. We have the office of pastor. That is the person who is in charge of the local church. They care for the personal needs of their, their sheep. They are the shepherds and they, they nurture those sheep. They help them to mend their life issues. They care for and feed the flock. Um, they, they preach, they do things like weddings and funerals and grief counseling and marital counseling. They do those activities. We have the office of teacher. These are the ones who train and teach. They are the ones who equip, especially um, they'll teach from the Bible. They'll teach biblical principles and things like the gifts of the spirit. So we have the gift of the office of teacher and all of these people, these gifts of these people who are called to these offices, they are given to the church, to the church body for the training and equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So hopefully you've learned some things about yourself and what God has called you to. The gifts that he's given you are a part of what he's called you to do. So once you learn more about yourself and what you are gifted with, then the Lord will start to show you what you're actually called to do. Um, if you have not already taken the spiritual gifts test that I've linked many different times with all of these past episodes with the different spiritual gifts, I will include the link to that and you can go on and still go ahead and take that spiritual giftings test so you can figure out what it is that you're you're strengthened with your you have strength in and if you have any questions go ahead and just post um those under the the posting on my facebook page and i will try to answer those in prior episodes thanks a lot and have a great day thanks for listening join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on what's up with dr rupp